Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. My thought process for this uh, series was to be come and be full, F-U-L, not F-U-L-L. As in merciful, as in grateful, as in thankful. And so you that have participated and, and uh, gave your testimony last week, thank you. Thank you. And it means a lot. Now, <clears throat> we talked about Thanksgiving and talked about what it meant. And we talked about that in the Greek, it's toda. Thank, Thanksgiving is toda, which is really an extension of the hands. So when you lift your hands in worship, you're giving thanks to God right then, right? And you're offering adoration. And it specifically talks about a choir of worshipers. So just imagine yourself in choir robes. Imagine me in a choir robe. And we are ready to give him praise. Now, uh, and, and I'm going back just a little bit, but Psalms 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's the canopy doors there and enter into his courts with praise. That's through the sanctuary doors. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And one thing we need to remember is that that scripture doesn't take into account how I feel physically. It doesn't take into account how I've been treated by somebody. It doesn't take into account anything but the fact that I need to come into this house, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and enter into his courts with praise. So every time we come into this place, we need to come in with thanksgiving and praise. You know, listen, we've all been in the secular world and people that are not fair and people that treat us like dirt and all that sort of thing. Doesn't make it right, but you've got to understand this word says that we will give an account when we stand before God, okay? Everybody is gonna give an account when they stand before God, not just believers. Non-believers are gonna give an account. And when you wanna lash out at somebody, whoo, this wasn't in my notes. When you wanna lash out at somebody, instead of doing that, won't you pray for them? Or won't you bless them? What does it say? Pray for them that despitefully use you, right? And it's hard. When someone despitefully uses you, they use you for their own benefit, whether it's to your harm or not. The Bible tells us to pray for them. I don't know about you. I find that hard. Anybody else? Okay. Now, see, you're learning to be participatory. That's good. Okay, don't, don't just sit there. I want you, if you agree, say yes. If you don't agree, say whoa, and then just go on. So when you come in Sunday, don't matter if you and your wife have had an argument. Amen. Doesn't matter if the kids have gotten on the nth degree. It doesn't matter the person in front of you when it says 35 miles an hour, they're going 15 miles an hour and you got to get to church. Anybody with me? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Sometimes, 
I don't understand. Here, okay, this, this is a pet peeve of mine. Now, if you do this, please forgive me. Come up and tell me. I'll say, I apologize. You can take me out for a steak dinner. I do not understand for me the life of me, I'm the second car from the stoplight. The stoplight's probably about where Pastor Matt is, okay? The light is green. The vehicle in front of me, I see their brake lights. You understand what I'm saying? Or if it's the turn lane going to Kroger on the bypass and you're the second one and they've got their brake lights on just enough for them to get through and you have to stop. Anybody else bother anybody else? Okay, just want to make sure we're all together. But I'm supposed to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Why? Because he deserves it. He deserves your praise. He deserves your thanksgiving. He deserves, Toda, your adoration. And there's a time that we all come together and do it at the same time. Now listen, there, if you are not spending time with the Lord and praying and reading your Bible yourself at home during the week, no wonder you're gonna come in like filling all sorts of stuff out on Sunday. Sunday should not be your only time to give thanksgiving and praise. Sunday should not be the only time that you open this book. Sunday should not be the only time that you pray. Okay? Now, if that steps on your toes, go with it. Well, what do you mean go with it? Repent and ask God to forgive you and then start doing it because it will change your life. And the church said, anybody find that to be true? When you're in the word during the week and you're in his presence during the week, it changes things. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It changes you. It changes you. Because the things around you still may be nasty. They may still stink, but it changes you because you change the focus from that to him. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Okay, so we stopped last week at Psalm 100, verse one through five. And I'm gonna go on to Psalm 107, verse 21. It says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Can you think of any wonderful work that God has blessed you with? Exactly, exactly. The Bible says, I want to read it again. And I wonder, I wonder if the psalmist maybe saw in the spirit, oh, Jesus, the Lord moving in the house and people just sitting there. Hmm. Because he said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You can look for something bad in everything. But what you ought to do is look for something good in everything. You know, the person that's going 15 miles an hour. You could thank God that they're still able to drive. You know, you can always find something good. And I'm telling you, when you do that and you get that kind of reputation, when all hell is breaking loose in their life, guess who they're going to look for? They're going to look for somebody that's stable, somebody that they know loves the Lord 
and somebody they know can get a hold of him. Amen? Amen. I'm talking about being thankful today. The verse two on Psalm 107, or verse 22 says, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. What's a sacrifice of thanksgiving? That's the person going 15 miles an hour when it's 35 miles an hour and you're just really all out of whack. When you come into the house, you give a, you give a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Because some, let, let's just face it, sometimes I don't feel like giving praise. Anybody else? Okay, just two or three left. Okay, all the rest of you need to repent. You know? See, what we, have to, what we have to get over is the fact that we're human. You know, pastors are human just like everybody else. Okay? And we have to understand that we all go through some of the same things. As a matter of fact, pastor had, someone had come up for prayer uh, Sunday, and he, he quoted the scripture talking about where it said that it wasn't uncommon that what they're going through for other people to go through. Listen, what's the, what's the number one, okay, number two tool of the devil? The first tool of the devil is miscommunication. If he gets the communication wrong, he's got me, okay? The second one is isolation because he wants to get you by yourself. You're the only one going through this. You're the only bad person in the world because everybody else is perfect and look at them because you see them at church. So when you come in, his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, sometimes there has to be a sacrifice of praise. So when you come in and you have to give that sacrifice of praise, it's just like, you know how they build a tunnel? And they start blasting and then they start that big machine and they start, it starts going around and around and gets all the dirt. Sometimes you have to do that. You have to get past the junk to get to the gold. But let me tell you, when you get to the gold, you find a gold mine. And you find out that one day you'll walk on streets of gold because of what he did at Calvary. I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Okay. Jordan, you weren't, I, we didn't get far enough to yours last night or last week. Stand up. You got the microphone? Okay. And he, what he's going to do is he's going to offer a, um, an offering of thanksgiving, and this is what he's thankful for. Hold it up real good. Okay. Anything else? How long we got? <laughs> okay. Who else has an envelope? Uh, give it to Michelle Cuccinelli, this young lady right here. Michelle, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my kids. Okay. Now, understand that who, who else has a, who help, Sherry, let's give it to Sherry, okay? Understand this. What they've done is they've defeated the devil because the, your defeat, you, you defeat the devil by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Well, all he said was my family. Are you kidding all she said was, my children, are you kidding? What does that say to me? That says to me that he's thankful for his wife, his children, probably even thankful for his mother-in-law. I'm still waiting for some reaction. <laughs> Michelle, she's thankful for her family, her children, right? Be thankful and bless his name. Now, I've got Nicole and Brent Hoppers, uh, Terry... Winburn usually teaches the three and four and five-year-olds praise God on Wednesday nights. 
And I got a text from her yesterday saying she wasn't going to be able to. She was going to go visit with her sister and the family. And so I had uh, texted some. I called them actually. I said, can you cover for tomorrow night? And they said, yeah. Well, at 2.53 today, I got a text saying, oops, can't be there. Sorry. So uh, I, think, I think even Nicole even almost immediately come to mind. So I texted her and I said, can you cover tonight? And she graciously said yes. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't very, probably really gracious, but she drafted Brent. So pray for them because they got about 10, three and four and five and six year olds down there. But I've got, I've got their envelopes and he's got one word on his and she's got two words on hers. His is salvation. If there's anything that you can be thankful for, it's the fact that you're born again, that you know Jesus. Okay? And hers, she wrote, my family. Now, all of us immediately knew what that meant, right? Just how thankful she is for her family. And understand this, all of us, and I'm not saying Brent and Nicole do, I'm just talking about in general. All of us have members of our family that are, that are, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Somebody help me here. Challenging, that's a good word. Thank you, Pastor. We all have family members that are challenging. That's a good word. I was thinking jerks. But anyway, challenging sounds good. But here's the deal. Every family has people like that. There's sometimes I'll be in a situation, uh, maybe at a funeral or some gathering of the family and, and somebody acts up and, and all this. Well, the one that knows me and stuff comes up and apologizes. And I say, you don't have to apologize. I understand because every family has them, right? But when it comes to the family of God, we've got to realize that we need to rely on our family to help us in situations that we can't get through ourselves. And there are times that the only thing that you can do is pray for somebody. But you remember the adage I've said time and time again, preaching will move a man, but prayer and prayer alone will move God. And I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back 30 some odd years. I've told this story before, but there was a time... I lived, I lived in an upstairs apartment. It was small. I guess I lived there because of the price. And I was going through a situation, and I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. That night, if I'd had a gun, I'd blown my brains out. I would have. It was that bad. That's the only time I've ever, ever thought about that. And all I knew to do was call my youth pastor at the time. Now, some of you may not remember this. Most of you will. I didn't, there weren't cell phones. I didn't have a phone in my house. So I had to go outside, go up to the local store, put a dime in the coin-operated phone and dial the phone number. Anybody remember those? Yeah. yeah. Got a hold of my youth pastor. It's about 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. Just so happens that my youth pastor, sir. That's a blessing. Yeah. Just so happens that my youth pastor's wife was a nurse and she worked third shift. I said, I just, I need somebody. I need somebody. I need, I need somebody. And he said, man, she just left for the car and I can't get out. I'm sorry. 
And I hung up that phone and I felt so alone. So alone. But this is what he said. He told me before I hung up, he said, but I'll pray for you. And the Lord showed me a long time after that, that that was the best thing at that time he could have done for me was to pray for me. Because thank God I got through the situation and it turned out for his glory. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that there was someone there to pray for me. So when you think all you can do is pray, understand this, that when you're praying, you are touching the throne of God. And I don't know about, well, I do know about Pastor Matt and Pastor Jim and Pastor Hall and Pastor Richard, but I'm thankful that you pray for us. I am. So be thankful in everything that you go through because even if it's a bad situation, he still deserves the praise. He, did, he still deserves the glory. In Isaiah chapter 51, verse three, it says, for the Lord shall comfort Zion. Watch this. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. That is absolutely a good promise. Now, can I ask you to replace the word Zion with Charlie or Tammy or Cassie and he'll comfort you in your waste places. Waste place, he'll comfort you in drought, in desolation, in a decayed place and in destruction. God is fair even in decayed places. And do you know how things get decayed? I recently had a tooth pulled. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those where they, they numb you and they give you the gas and you're feeling the pressure and all that stuff and two or three days the bruise appears and stuff. But the reason it was being pulled is because there was so much decay because I didn't take care of it. Even when you don't take care of it like you're supposed to, the Bible says in that scripture that he will comfort you in your decayed places. Why? Why? Because of his love for you. So the next time you think, Man, I've blown it. There's no help for me in God. Lie. Lie. Because even in your decayed places, even in the drought, and I'm not talking about necessarily physical. I'm talking about spiritual. Anybody ever been in a spiritual drought? What happens? Everything gets cracked. But when the flood of the Holy Spirit comes, he fills up all those cracked places and all the caverns of the deep. The Bible says he would open those up. I'm talking about being thankful. And it says comfort, this is what it says. For the Lord shall comfort Zion, the Lord shall breathe strongly. 
in your decayed places. He'll breathe strongly in your desolation. How does he do that? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's go a little bit further. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 10 says, Thus saith the Lord, again, there shall be heard in this place, which ye shall be desolate without man and without beast, even in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without man and without inhabitant and without beast. Verse 11 says, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good. Amen. The Lord is good for his mercy endureth forever and of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord for I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first saith the Lord. In other words, in all those places that are desolate, no men, no beast, no women, nobody. He is going to return the captivity of the land as the first. Be thankful that even in your desolate places, God is with you. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 says, At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even Jesus thanked the Lord and was thankful. If you can't be thankful for any other reason, be thankful because Jesus was thankful and he is what? Your supreme example in everything that we do. Amen? Do we have any more envelopes out? And I will say this, if you were not there, oh, Sherry, I'm sorry. If you were not there and you want to give something that you're thankful for, just raise your hand and let me know. Sherry, uh, she had the microphone? You got the microphone? Okay, go ahead. faithfulness of God. When nobody else is faithful, God is faithful. Could not. You couldn't trust him? Not only couldn't you not trust him, but you'd always question when you went to him if he would meet the need. Or does he really care for me? We so often skip the scripture for God so loved the world. He so loved you that if you're the only one on this planet, he would have sent Jesus to, Jesus to die just for you. 
What does that tell you? That's how valuable you are. That's how valuable you are. Now, what's the, and, and don't answer this out loud, think of the most valuable thing you have in the physical. Is it your house? Is it your car? Is it, you know, things? And, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about, I'm, I'm talking about physical things that you think are valuable aside from your family, okay? But, I just, the Lord, I think the Holy Spirit just checked me, including your family, because God included his family when he gave the most valuable thing he had for you. Can you, can you, can you really think that you could give any of your children, let alone grandchildren, for, for, for someone else to die, do it? And you know what, I, I've always, I said this, you know, Jennifer Strange, she's our custodial director here at the church. She said, you know, uh, I love my kids, but you're, I'll run over my kids to get my grandkids. <laughs> and grandparents said, Amen. that's the truth. It is the truth. Because there's, <laughs> there's just something about the grandkids. Did I mention the pastor last week that had grandkids? I can't remember. I was... I, there's a pastor in town, great, great guy. And he was talking about that he, him and his wife were in the retirement years and stuff like that. And they got a daughter and a son or two daughters or something. And that they sold their house and moved in with the, one of the daughters. And we were talking about grandchildren, you know. And I said, how many grandchildren you got? He said, 15. I about fell out of the chair. I said, 15? He said, yeah. One's got nine and the other one's got six. And the one that's got nine is 43. So, and Angie asked me, I told her that. She said, well, are any of them adopted? I said, I really don't know because I didn't think about asking him. I guess I was just too dumbfounded. <laughs> but nine, 15 kids in, let's see, that's, anyway, you know, but I, there's nothing like your grandbabies. And I'll tell you what, I'd die for you before I sent my grandbabies to die for you. And honestly, before my, ba my babies. And yes, my my babies are going to be 27, 28. They're still my babies. One's taller than I am. One's my height. Maybe it's just a little bit taller. They can both probably take me down. Don't tell them I said that. But they're still my babies. Be thankful unto him. And I want to encourage you this week, and, and we're not done yet, but I want to encourage you this week to look for something that you're thankful for in a situation that stinks. Try that. Why are you going to try that? Why do you want us to try that? Here's why. Because what's going to happen is, number one, you're going to have to take time to dig deep and find it. And number two, you are going to have to dig. Because, you know, there, there's just some people, you just have to keep digging. Because they're so hateful. They really are. I'm just being honest. I don't know any other way to do it. I don't know any other way to be, be honest. But there's something in everybody that you can find to be thankful for. So I want to encourage you, you know. I want to encourage you to, to look for somebody that really isn't pleasant and find something thankful. June? I have something I'm thankful for. Okay. Is it on? Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm so thankful that the Lord has given me 
that he has went through everything with me. Even though I sinned and fell away, he was there beside me to catch me. And he told me, he said, I've never left you since the day that you were born with me. So I'm very thankful that I know that he carried us through no matter what we're going through because he loves us that much. And his heart goes out to us so deeply. And he and he has tears. He cries for us and the ones who are not saved. And he cries for the things that we're going through. He has a great big heart. And people need to understand that's what kind of God we have. I just want to tell everybody what sure. I Sure. God, I, I mean, I feel God's presence so deeply and I could not sit here and keep my mouth shut any longer. It's all right. That's all right. Anybody else want to tell what you're thankful for? Okay. Well, you got to do it with the microphone. I don't even need it, but I'll use it. <laughs> Before you start, Patrick, anybody else while we're at it? Okay. And once, Patrick, once you're done, give it to her, please. Is it red? If it's red, you're on. I still got class time. Go ahead. I mean, I've still got something to do. Go ahead. He said, by the way, and Sherry, to you too, we didn't do that. He said, God's redemption, God's redemption, he redeems us by his blood. What does redeem mean? He buys back. He shouldn't have had to do it in the first place, but I'm so glad he did. So don't preach. I'll hold on to it. Well, I'll, I'll hold on to it. Go ahead. Go ahead. So if I go like this, that's enough. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm serious. Go ahead. I just want to thank God that and he never gives up on us. He never gives up on us. No matter how many times that he calls us and how far we go, how deep we go, he calls again and again and again, and he never gives up on us. I'm so thankful for his mercy and his grace. And I'm so thankful that he keeps us because we cannot keep ourselves. And he's just such a good, good father. I'm very thankful for my family. Amen. 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 And June, good job. Amen. Redeemed. What is it pastor says? If people that we're running from God, would just realize if they would just 
turn around, what? Then run smack dab into the Lord. Smack dab. See, the devil's lied to some of you. And I'm just going to look up to the wall for just a second. So, no, I'm not. I'm not going to look up to the wall. The devil's lied to some of you and told you that God has left you and that you're all by yourself and that there's no reason that you should serve him because he left you. The devil is a liar. The Bible calls him the father of lies. And let me tell you something. The things that we go through, you know, you, you know how you go through that cycle, you, whatever the issue is. It, you go through that cycle. You go through it time and time and time again, okay? The reason we go through it time again is because we don't get victory over it. And we need to get victory over it. But the reason it's the same thing from the enemy is because he cannot create anything new. And all he has is just the devices he's used for thousands of years, be thankful unto him and bless his name. Thank God he has redeemed us with the blood of his precious son. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 50 says, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. What's the heathen? The unsaved. What's the heathen? Some of our family members. And I will sing praises unto thy name. First Chronicles, and I apologize to Steve, I did not give him those scriptures. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse eight says, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. You are doing that tonight and did that last week because you are making known among the people the deeds of the Lord. I got a testimony through a text the other day and, and they texted me and said, the reason I'm texting you is because you always want to know and, and about financial blessing and stuff like this. There's somebody in our church, uh, the, the husband got, they, they changed the work, and I, I can't tell you very much, or you'll know who it is, but they changed their work situation to where it made it better for the person, okay? Um, better equipment and, and better things like that. Oh, and they mentioned a $3 an hour raise a $6,000 raise. And it was real funny because when they first texted, they said they got a $3 raise. <laughs> so I said $3, but yeah. See, the Lord's faithful even in our finances. And let me tell you something, and this, one, this ain't in my notes, but when you pay your tithe and you give your offerings, God is faithful. Anybody found that to be true? Okay. He is faithful. Well, all they want's their money. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus paid it all. Don't pay the electric bill. It don't pay salaries. It don't pay for the cleaning supplies. And who wants to come to church to a dirty toilet? Might as well just put it right out there, right? Nobody would. Nobody would. First two places people check when they come to a church, the children's area and the bathrooms. And I'm so grateful we have clean ones. Be thankful unto him. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Let's go a little bit further. First Chronicles 16, 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. <laughs> for his mercy endureth forever. Verse, uh, Psalm chapter 30, verse four says, Sing unto the Lord, O saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. 
That's a word you don't hear very often anymore. Holiness. The Bible says there's going to be a time that holiness unto the Lord is going to be on all the pots and pans. Holiness. We need to get back to holy living. Yes. And the church said, Amen. Psalm chapter 30, verse 12 says, To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. To the end that my glory, that is my tongue or my soul. And I'm, I'm going to confess something a little bit today. I was at a meeting. Uh, it wasn't, it was at the Board of Education, but it wasn't the Board of Education. <clears throat> the mayor was there. Judge executive was there. Uh, uh, you know, radio people were there and all this stuff. And, and I tell you, both, I, I was very pleased, both the, the mayor and the judge executive both we're talking about the COVID situation, you know, and, and here's the deal. One death is too many. One death is too many. Out of 36,000 people, Clark County's had 36 deaths. Okay. Out of 36,000 people, Clark County has had less than 200 people ever hospitalized, but yet they're requiring our kids to wear masks. That's a whole different story. And I tell you, this church, is a, it's, it's a judgment-free zone. You want to wear a mask, fine. You don't want to wear a mask, fine. You want to be vaccinated, fine. If you don't want to be vaccinated, fine. We're not judging that. But both the, the mayor made the comment and the judge executive said yes, that it's time for us to move on. And he was talking about people getting together. Even in the community, you know, they're having a hard time people getting together because people are afraid of COVID. It's real. I've had it. It wasn't fun. I'd burn the t-shirt if they gave it to me. But we cannot live in fear. So they were talking about it's just time to move forward. And that's what we are doing at the church is we're, we're getting ready to have an annual planning meeting for 2022 for all the departments to come together and say, okay, what about this date for this event and this date for this event? And what we're doing is we want to start back up to give people... Remember what one, the, the second thing that the devil does? Isolation, okay? I honestly believe that he has used this whole COVID thing to isolate people. I do, I do. But I want you to pray for us because as we start 2022, we're gonna start revving up and getting things going. We can present projects to do and events to do, but we've gotta have you to do it. So just keep that in mind. I was just very pleased with them. But here's the confession part. They were talking about that people weren't, weren't coming together and stuff like that. And they were talking about moving forward. And at one point, I thought to myself that I should say this, but I didn't. That they were talking, he, the mayor brought up the fact that since January 2020, understand this, there's been 36 deaths from COVID during this whole pandemic time. Since January 2020 till now, there's been 76 drug overdose deaths. Double the pandemic, but it doesn't get the attention it needs. They, they, the lady said, and you're right, it doesn't separate people, but there was one lady in the school system, and she made the comment, if I, she made a comment. She said in one school, she didn't mention the school, but there were 25 incidences 
of children or grandchildren being raised by the parent that the parent's no longer there. And I believe it was because of drug overdose. And what I should have said was, it's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual issue. Because when, when we don't give them Jesus, they'll look for something else. They'll look for drugs. They'll look for alcohol. They'll look for illicit sex. They'll look for all sorts of different things. But we've got to give them Jesus. And one way we do that is thanking God for the opportunity to be what he's called us to be, and that is to reach those people out there. Something else they gave today, and it's not, from what I understand, it's not hit Clark County that we know of, but the drug fentanyl. Nathaniel, can you give, me, give them 15 seconds of what fentanyl does? They're finding it in gummies. And if you don't know what that is, it's like gummy bears that they give children. And if you want to know the truth about it, Angie buys the Pet Patrol gummies for the kids and I enjoy them, I'm just saying. <laughs> but fentanyl, they're giving them fentanyl. The mayor made the comment that the cheat or the fire chief that recently retired, Kathy Rigby, Rigney, Rigby, Rigney, was on an EMS run for an eight-hour shift or whatever. And they were called to a drug overdose situation. Anybody know what Narcan is? 15 seconds, Nathaniel, go for it. So you take it and you spray it up the nose, correct? And they, when you squirt it up the nose, you just do it until they revive? Is that what it is? Ah, thank God that we have medical people. Excuse me for interrupting you. <clears throat> Here's the reason I asked that. Because we were, Pastor and I were at an Association of Churches meeting this past Tuesday, and it was Achieving Recovery Together. They were hosting it for us. And as we were leaving, the lady said, anybody want Narcan? I said, no, no, that's okay. And then I said, well, yeah, I'll take a couple of them. And I just want to make sure I knew how to use it. But the fire chief, the former fire chief, went on an EMS run, and they had of a drug overdose of a person, and they had to use Narcan eight times in that one instance. We've got to tell them about Jesus. We've got to tell them that they've got things to be thankful for. See, the enemy will tell you you don't have any reason to live. Lie. If you have no other reason to live but the fact that Jesus Christ loves you, how much more do you need? So I'm talking about being thankful. And I'm thankful that we have a church where the word is preached uncompromisingly. That's right. we, there's no other way we can do it, church. And, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not bashing any other church at all. But neither pastor, nor myself, nor Pastor Matt, nor Brandon, 
are going to stand up there and give you a speech. We have got to have the anointing of the Holy Ghost to bring the word. Because if we don't, that's all it is, is a speech. Because it's got to penetrate your heart. And I just wanted you to know, I'm thankful for a church that does that. Amen? I want to go a little bit further. Psalm 92, verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. So understand this. When you come into his gates with thanksgiving, you know, if there's nothing else that you remember from this whole thing is that, that's okay. Come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Remember Psalm 92, verse one, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I just soon do good things as bad things. Now I've got more, but I want to pray for you. Listen, be thankful. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. When you bless somebody, what do you do? You compliment them. You, not that he needs reminding, but I think it's more for us than him, but we, we, let him know what we're thankful for. I'm thankful that 32 and a half years ago, a redheaded woman stood at an altar and said, I do. To me, to me. God is good, I'm thankful. But I'm thankful because above everything else, she's a, Angie's a good wife, a good mother, a good cook, glory to God, a good grand, but most of all, she loves the Lord. Amen. And I am so thankful. And let me say this to you. If you have a spouse that's not saved, please don't take what I just said as, well, God loves Pastor Mike more than he loves me. That's not true at all. You continue to stand in faith, believing God to save your spouse. You continue to stand in faith. If you're, if you're looking for a spouse, continue to stand in faith. Don't date unbelievers, but stand in faith. Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.